Hello and welcome back to the Literary Salon podcast. It's me, your host, Damien Barr, and it's time for another book of the week. Now, I'm going to talk about the author first and then I'm going to talk about the book. Um, the author is somebody who is a really big part of the Salon family. She came to one of the very first Salons in her capacity as a literary publicist. So she is the person who gets the books into the hands of people like me. She was the publicist for authors including Patrick Gale and Maggie O'Farrell, who you will know from our podcast. And she's just a huge champion of other people's work. So it was a joy and a surprise when I discovered she was writing a book of her own. Doesn't necessarily follow that somebody who is brilliant at promoting the books of others would be brilliant at writing a book of her own. But I'm happy to say that it's true. Imagine how awkward it would be if it wasn't. So anyway, the author is the award-winning book publicist and now author, Georgina Moore. The book is The Garnet Girls, and it's a book that you're going to be hearing an awful lot about this year. So this is a, a big character-led novel. It is full of the weight of family secrets, and it's all about coming to terms with the stories that we tell ourselves. And we all do this, right? We all tell ourselves stories about our family and about our history. Um, but when our stories come into contact with the stories of others close to us, they don't stay the same. They change. So the Garnets often struggle to say the things they mean and sometimes end up saying things they regret the most. There are loads of flawed characters in this story. In fact, every single one of them, nobody is perfect in this book, just as in real life. But there is somebody to love about every single person in the story. Um, I think there's going to be a, a huge fandom for Margot, the mother, who kind of lurches between being this benevolent matriarch and total diva. And she's very much lost count of her Negronis. There is responsible, reliable Rachel, the family's anchor, emotional anchor. And then there's Imogen, whose own desires are very much at odds with her family's expectations. And then the very fiery Sasha, who cannot get away fast enough, but finds herself being pulled back time and time again. So they are amazing, fully realised characters. You're going to fall in love with them all and also be quite angry with some of them sometimes. It's a great book and we're delighted to be able to have it here on the podcast. So here is Georgina with a very special reading that she's prepared just for us from her debut novel, The Garnet Girls. Hello, I'm Georgina Moore, and I'm thrilled to be reading exclusively for listeners of Damien Barr's Literary Salon from my debut novel, The Garnet Girls. I've worked in publishing for a long time, so a lot of people have asked me why it took me so long to write my own book. Working as a book publicist, running a press office and touring around the country with authors doesn't leave much writing time. It wasn't until lockdown when so many elements of my job were missing, the whole social side, that I had a lot more time and I realised it was now or never. A story had been growing me ever since I'd seen a big family coming out of an old house on a beach on the Isle of Wight where we have a houseboat in the sea. During lockdown, missing my happy place on those beaches, I used the early morning time before dreaded online schooling to escape into the world of the Garnet Girls. I have chosen the prologue to read as I think it gives an interesting snapshot of all the characters in the novel. We step into the past and see the sisters, the Garnet Girls of the title, as young children. 
there are glimpses of their characters, of how their characters might develop. You also get to see Margot, the charismatic matriarch at the heart of this novel, how she's the centre of everyone's lives, holding it all together, and how her marriage to the love of her life, Richard, might be in trouble. The setting is an Isle of Wight beach, a beautiful summer's day, when there shouldn't be any clouds on the horizon. I hope you enjoy this short reading. Margot let the heavy door slam behind her, her hand lingering on the cold brass of the doorknob. She felt the heat envelop her, the air thick and still with it, no sea breeze to bring relief. There was even a heat haze over the sea, blurring the horizon. Sasha's small, sticky hand slipped out of hers, and she was off, taking Sanko's steep steps with hops and jumps. Dar, she kept calling. She was chasing her father. She was always chasing her father. Margot watched as the white blonde curls shot along the seawall above the beach, the curve of her cheek slathered in sun cream. Margot shouted, not near the edge, hearing the echoes of all the times growing up that this had been shouted at her. Immy, go with her. Make sure she's okay. Your father's too far away. Imogen trailed obediently down the steps, book in hand. She moved slowly, dreamily. Margot noticed how knotted her long hair was. There was a huge bird's nest at the back. People would think she wasn't coping if they saw it. Quicker than that? She's already at the walkway. Margot felt Rachel lurking beside her, two enormous picnic bags at her feet. Margot looked at her eldest daughter's face, which was always seemed to be set in her scowl these days. She was wiser than she should be at nine, clever and sarcastic. She did not help the atmosphere in the house with her sharp observations. What's wrong now? Didn't you see? Dad just left. He didn't take anything for the picnic. Margot had seen Richard's pale legs disappearing over Horriston Point. He'd been holding something, most likely the cooler box. He would already be on the white sand of Priory, a glass in his hand, chatting to whoever was there. On a day like this, people would be coming into the bay by boat for barbecues and picnics. He couldn't wait to get away from us. Margot wanted to go back alone into the cool and quiet of the house. But she couldn't leave Richard in charge. She would never be able to leave him in charge. She needed to say something reassuring to Rachel. Don't be silly. He went ahead to get a good spot. Margot ignored the world-weary sigh beside her. She picked up the two bags. You okay to take the rug, darling? She looked out of the horseshoe of the bay. The light was dazzling. The tide had come right in, leaving only a crescent of beach. Look, Rach, it's perfect for swimming. Later, on their striped rug, Richard handed her a glass of cold white wine. He was grinning, a ragged straw hat perched on his head, a blob of sun cream on the bridge of his nose. Margot reached up a finger to rub it in, and he seized her hand, kissed it. They both leant back on their arms, watching their girls play in the sea. Imogen was patiently leaping with a squealing Sasha in and out of the waves near the shore. Rachel was swimming along the bay, strong and sure. It'd be grand to have a stroke like that. Richard's voice was envious. He was a terrible swimmer. Margot had tried to teach him, but he was too proud and impatient. I don't want her to get out of sight. Ah, stop worrying so much and drink your wine. Margot looked up at the spindly trees leaning at an angle over the beach, sending long shadows at sunset. This beach could feel like it only belonged to her in winter. Today, they might as well have been in the Mediterranean with all the smart ribs and speedboats crowding the water, just a short swim away from the shore. 
There were bronze bodies everywhere. One thing she didn't need to worry about was Richard looking at any other women. He only ever had eyes for her. She watched as he leant over and sloppily tipped the last of the bottle into his glass. She knew better than to say anything. I'm boiling. Shall we have a swim? Mostly it was a happy day. It took hours for Richard to get drunk, and before he did he played cricket with his daughters, threw Sasha high up in the air made them all laugh with his terrible handstands in the sea. Then he slept it off in the shade of the trees. The beach had started to empty, while Margot was fully absorbed in building an enormous sand village with moats and shell houses. Rachel had pushed them all to be ambitious and was still there beside her, adding a turret. Imogen had sloped away to read her book. Sasha was burying her Dar's feet in the sand as he slept. When Margot looked up, the sky was streaked with vivid pink. The tide was far out and half the sand was in shadow. I want a photo of the three of you with this. Come on. Obediently, Rachel and Imogen knelt beside Sasha, the sand village behind them. Margot noticed their new freckles, their beach hair, the patch of red on Sasha's dimpled thigh where she had missed the sun cream. Come on, girls. Big smiles. That was Georgina Moore reading from her debut novel, The Garnet Girls. There is another book on the way already. So a big thank you to Georgina for coming on the show and joining our alumni of beloved authors. The Garnet Girls is published by HQ, which is an imprint of HarperCollins, and it is available now in all good bookshops. You can support your local independent bookshop or you can support the literary salon by buying a copy from our shop on bookshop.org. So settle down with a cup of coffee or, like Margot, a Negroni, and enjoy this story. Please leave some comments for us on the podcast wherever you're listening and share this episode with the Garnet Girl in your life. Let's face it, we do all know one. Thank you for listening and join us again soon on the podcast.